again, everybody, and welcome to the Cursed Cast. This is the second episode of the Cursed Cast, and I welcome you back. Thank you for returning. First up, we'll start with the comic book news of this past week. One big story was the announcement that DC's Legends of Tomorrow will be losing two regular cast members. Courtney Ford, who portrayed Nora Dark, the daughter of Damien Dark, and Brandon Routh, who portrayed Ray Palmer in The Atom. Brandon Routh, of course, has been a member of the Legends of Tomorrow from the beginning, getting his start on Arrow before crossing over and becoming a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow. Deadline broke the news, and the series executive producer's quote to Deadline was, Brandon and Courtney have been invaluable members of the Legends family. They have always brought a level passion and collaboration to their characters and to the show, both on and off the screen, that we deeply admire and for which we are eternally grateful. When Brandon Routh tweeted the Deadline article, his statements were, Thank you for embracing hashtag Ray Palmer slash hashtag The Atom. Thank you to The CW, Warner Brothers TV, DC Comics, LOT Writers Room, The CW Legends, and M. Guggenheim, and Greg Berlanti. Of course, Mark Guggenheim and Greg Berlanti, series runners, creators, producers. You can go through his Twitter feed. There are many comments from Brandon Routh on either from retweeting what others have said. He's got several retweets from Courtney Ford. People saying about the E.T. episode that they loved. There were many great moments with Brandon Routh on Legends. Of course, as I said, he will be coming back to the series. We do not know when he will leave. We do know, however, the, that he will portray Superman once again in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. This time, he will be the Kingdom Come version of Superman. Definitely looking forward to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It is easily going to shape up to be the biggest event in comic book television history. No other show can match what they're doing on this crossover at this point. And it also makes you wonder where they keep getting better each year on the crossovers. Where will they go next year? Seriously, they have been amazing with crossovers every time, but every time they've gotten better and outdone themselves, I just don't know how they can do better than Crisis on Infinite Earths. Of course, Disney has the other big news this weekend, or this past weekend, I should say. They had the D23 Expo. And if you're not a member of D23, currently you can join. There are paid subscriptions, and there is a free subscription. I do suggest going, if you haven't already, and subscribing for the free one. With any subscription to D23, you are eligible for a deal through September 1st that you can get Disney Plus for three years at less than $4 per month. 
I took advantage of this deal. I just couldn't pass it up. There's been too many great shows announced coming to the Disney Plus service. I will get to the Marvel shows here in a moment that were announced. But they've announced Star Wars The Mandalorian. They've announced the Obi-Wan Kenobi television series with Ewan McGregor returning. They have announced that there will be a Muppets television series coming. And then this past weekend, they announced Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and the one I am most excited for, She-Hulk, coming to Disney+. Plus. Other shows they have announced for the Disney Plus service coming in the fall of 2020 are The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of course, Anthony Mackie will reprise his role as Sam Wilson the Falcon, and Sebastian Stan will return as Bucky Barnes the Winter Soldier. Coming the spring of 2021 will be WandaVision. That will see the return of Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff the Scarlet Witch and Paul Bettany as the Vision. Also in spring of 2021 is slated Loki. Tom Hiddleston will be reprising the role of Loki. Coming in the summer of 2021, an animated series called What If. If you're not familiar with the What If comics, they were pretty good line of Elseworlds kind of stories. There was one where it dealt with the death of Elektra, and if Bullseye had not killed Elektra, what if? Coming the fall of 2021 to Disney Plus will be Hawkeye. And of course, that will see Hawkeye return to the screen that fans have been waiting for. Jeremy Renner will return as Clint Barton and Hawkeye. Unslated and uncast are Miss Marvel, as I mentioned. They just announced these over the weekend. Miss Marvel, of course, a Muslim, Kamala Khan, Moon Knight. I'm really not familiar with Moon Knight, but he will be coming to live action, and there has been tremendous fan uproar for this film, for the show. And, of course, the one that I am most anxious for, as I said, She-Hulk. We do not know who will play Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk. I do not know if they will go with the transforming She-Hulk, that she is a regular-looking woman and then turns into the She-Hulk. I know both have been done in the comics, that She-Hulk was always She-Hulk, and that Jennifer Walters transformed into the She-Hulk. Very anxious to hear more about this show. And I will definitely be watching. She-Hulk was the clincher for me to want Disney+. Plus. What do you guys think? Do you want to see any of these shows? Feel free to email me at chris__h71 at yahoo.com. Again, that is C-H-R-I-S underscore H-71 at yahoo.com. But those were the only huge news stories that I saw this week. Of course, we've also got the, the issues with the current administration 
rerouting money from FEMA to help with border protection. And, of course, a potential hurricane threatening Puerto Rico. And we all remember the devastation that was levied upon Puerto Rico last year. Hopefully, Puerto Rico will be salvaged or spared and will not suffer the same that it did last year or this time around, especially with the FEMA money being rerouted to something they don't need. Of course, the other big news for the last several weeks is the Amazon on fire. I've seen that Leonardo DiCaprio's charitable organization has sent $5 million to help aid in the fight of the fires. And Gal Gadot has been reported to hire two tanker planes with water to go to the Amazon. There are stars that are coming out trying to help. Hopefully we can get this resolved soon. But that's pretty much all I have for the news. I don't want to get too bogged down in some of the current political climate. But I will be back after this message with my review of Shazam with Zachary Levi. Welcome back. Now is the part for my movie review. This time, Shazam! The 2019 feature film starring Zachary Levi as Shazam, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, Mark Strong as Dr. Savannah, and Jiman Hansu as the wizard Shazam. This film, I gotta say, I loved it. I'm a fan of the character, of course, originally known as Captain Marvel in Fawcett Comics. There was a long legal battle with Captain Marvel and DC Comics, which ended up resulting with Marvel creating their own Captain Marvel character, and thus the name not being able to be used anymore. This film, they never really do refer to the name of the superhero. They do give several trial names throughout the film, some of which that really, there were two that really made me chuckle. One, you only see it written on the screen, typed in. It was Zapton America, Z-A-P-T-A-I-N. And of course, probably everyone's favorite, Captain Sparklefingers. But... Not having a name did not stop any of the action, did not hurt the story, didn't really even need him to have a name through this film. But let's start at the beginning of the film. We open up in 1974 with a car ride at Christmas. That car is being driven by John Glover. He is the father of two boys, and any DC television fan will remember John Glover was in Smallville. He portrayed Lionel Luther, the father of supervillain Lex Luthor. In this film, 
he portrays Mr. Savannah, the father of Dr. Savannah, another DC supervillain. So, in two DC projects, John Glover has played two fathers of supervillains. He also appeared in the film Batman and Robin from DC Comics. And you may even remember him in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. He is always a welcome addition, and he did a phenomenal job as Mr. Savannah in this film. Of course, there were plenty of humorous moments, many dealing with Shazam learning his powers. There's the scene in the convenience store during the robbery where he gets shot. They find out he has bullet immunity and Freddy points out they don't know if it's the suit or him so he tells the robbers to shoot him in the face. There's him trying to learn how to fly, testing his super strength. You also see Freddy change the script on some of the tests and set Shazam on fire. There were many Easter eggs throughout the film. Any fan will be able to tell you continuously. One big one was Fawcett High School. Of course, as I said, Shazam was from the Fawcett comics. I'm going to leave the Easter eggs for you to find, though, if you haven't already. But I do mention Fawcett because there is a Watch Mojo video of the Shazam Easter eggs where they did not even mention Fawcett High School as an Easter egg. I was kind of surprised by that. They found all these others, didn't find that. This film also gave us a setup for future supervillain Mr. Mind. There was a big surprise ending. I do not want to tell you just in case you have not seen it already. It was a surprise ending that they kept under wraps against all odds. You would think in this day and age there would be no way to keep that ending secret. But they did through the release of it. The number seven is one of the other Easter eggs that you will see continuously through the film. See how many times you find the number seven appearing in the film as you watch it. Fans of the comics will also know that there was a talking tiger named Taki Tani. T-A-W-K-Y. T-A-W-N-Y that appeared in the comics. He had many different forms through the years. In this movie, he does not appear, but there are many references to tigers throughout the film. If you are looking for a film full of diverse characters, you will need to look no further than Shazam. There are different ethnicities, different sexualities, even though some of them are very briefly mentioned and you really need to be paying attention to catch it, they're there.
if you've read Jeff John's story for the origin of Shazam, you will know this movie very much faithfully adapted that story. Yes, it was a New 52 reboot of Shazam, but it was a very good story and was set at Christmas, the same as the film. I also give this film props on being many different categories that it fits into. Just on what I noticed, I can tell you that it is a Christmas film, it's a comedy, it's an action-adventure, it's a superhero film, and it is a film for the entire family to watch and enjoy. One thing that I do like about this character is that he is an orphan, has always been an orphan, and it brings awareness to something that really doesn't get a whole lot of positive screen time. The foster family that he is set up with, they are amazing parents. You just feel good for the whole family. On a... We'll give this a possible out of 10 rating. I would have to rank this film overall quality an 8. It's extremely good. It appeals to so many different styles. It is something for everyone in this film. And I really hope that you choose to watch it. Because I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it if you do. Whether you're a comic book fan or just a movie fan. It's got something for you. So check it out. And if you like the Shazam 2019 movie, there's also the animated short film, Superman Shazam The Return of Black Adam, that you can watch. If you want to go further, there is the TV series from the 70s called Shazam from Filmation Studios. And if you want to go back even further than that, you can watch the matinee serial, The Adventures of Captain Marvel, which was actually deemed one of the greatest matinee serials of all time. Of course, it was filmed in the 40s, so a good on-screen flight scene was very difficult. They ended up wiring a mannequin and sending the mannequin flying across the area. Yeah, it's not the effects of today, but for 1940s film, it's pretty, ingenu pretty ingenious and well done. So I hope you check all those out. Of course, the Shazam TV series and Superman Shazam The Return of Black Adam, I believe, are both currently available on DC Universe. The Adventures of Captain Marvel matinee serial was released on DVD. There are streaming apps that have it on the Roku. It's out there if you want to find it. And I would highly suggest watching it. It really was a well done film.
short, it was basically episodes, but it was really well done. Of course, if you know matinee serials, you know each episode ends in a cliffhanger. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen Shazam, I hope you take the time and watch it. You will be pleasantly surprised. Until next week, goodbye everybody.